All right, welcome in. This is the AI Podcast. Um, week 30 now. It's been quite a while since we got this thing going, and we got no plans of stopping, I'll tell you that. I know that's right. So, uh, yeah, I'm Austin Coates, live in Kansas City, Missouri, as always, joined by Isaiah Sanders, who is in Nashville, Tennessee. Two states, one podcast. Isaiah, how are you doing tonight? You know, doing great. Uh, had a great weekend. Finished Yellowstone. Uh, would recommend that show if anybody has Peacock. Uh, very strong show. Going to start the prequel 1883 here soon. So pretty relaxing weekend out here. I'm in the market for a new show, but I don't have Peacock, so that's a problem. Um, you know how it is with those subscription services. You get so many of them. Mm-hmm. But all things aside, we've uh, we've come to the conclusion this week that we need to create some content in order to fill our time here on the airwaves. Um, if you guys hadn't noticed, not much exactly has happened in the last week in any sports. Um, that we're particularly interested in talking about. Now, I could sit here and talk about the uh, soccer championship Saturday that was, but I don't think Isaiah would be too intrigued by that conversation, so I will refrain from doing so. Um, So what we're going to do here tonight is we're going to have a little mock draft of sorts, and it's going to be 12 selections, six made by myself, six made by Isaiah. And we're going to be selecting the top 12 quarterbacks in the NFL starting quarterbacks that you would want on your team for the next four years. Um, And so we actually haven't decided who's going first here in this whole thing. So Isaiah has a coin that he's going to flip. I suppose I'm going to be the one to call it. I have a 1996 penny right here. So, yep. Austin, would you like uh, heads or tails? Tails never fails, baby. Oh, shoot. Just hit the ceiling. We're going to redo that one. Um, Here we go. It is heads. Um, So, let's see here. Uh, Yeah, I'll take the first pick, and I'm going to go ahead and run to the podium and select none other than the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick, obviously, Mahomes. Uh, yeah, obviously he's a MVP player. Um, he does things that basically no one in the NFL, else in the NFL can do, and it's going to be exciting for Chiefs fans this year to watch him without Tyreek Hill and see if he can elevate guys like Marquez Valdez Scantling, Juju Smith Schuster, Sky Moore, Will Meikle Hardman take an elevated role who knows um i think andy reed's gonna get back into his roots a little bit and do some more play action stuff and since they've invested a lot in that o-line uh might see a little bit more running the ball and some heavy play action or maybe it's just me cole and marquez valdez scantling going on a two-man deep route combination instead of some of this five wide stuff but um that just speaks to who Mahomes is as a player, just all the different things they can do. Uh, he is a one-of-one one type talent from a physical and mental standpoint from what he can do. So, yeah, that's an easy one for me. I'm taking Mahomes. 
Yeah, I would have reached through the screen and slapped you if you had said anybody but Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> um, my selection here, top selection, and who? Man, this one, this came down to it. This is this is tough. I could go one of two ways here, or one of three ways really. But I am going to take Justin Herbert mm-hmm. for the next four years, and we've seen what this kid can do. He can play. And uh, it's really kind of scary to see him in the division because um, he will rip us up, but he's got a cannon of an arm. He's got pretty good offensive weapons um, to rely upon. Now, the, the crux of the Chargers is their, or has been their defense and their coach for the longest time. Before uh, Brandon Staley, it was uh, Anthony Lynn, and he cost him games. So, But Justin Herbert is a generational talent at the quarterback position, and so I will select him. Yeah, great decision there. Um, Herbert, incredible player. They added a guard and with their first-round pick this year, so hoping to build up that offensive line for Herbert, give him a little bit more protection. And uh, AFC West going to be in a heck of a battle for the next 15 yep. years with Mahomes and Herbert. Uh, playing each other twice every single year. That's that's going to be some exciting football. Um, and as much as I love Mahomes, like uh, Herbert, I would argue, throws a prettier ball. Like him and Rodgers, to me, are two of the prettiest throwers of the ball. Just the arc of it, the velocity, like it. he's got perfect ball placement at times. So, yeah, if he was number two on my personal rankings for quarterbacks. Um, so, yeah, great pick there. Um, and, yeah, so far we're sticking to my board, and I will stick with that. So at number three, I'm going to go Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills quarterback. Um, Allen was a player coming out of Wyoming. When I first watched his college film, I thought this kid's going to be a number one overall pick even though he had some turnover issues in college and those kind of persisted his first couple of years, but then he took a leap the past couple of years and he has been outstanding. Stefan Diggs being a huge part of that. Um, but what he can do as a runner, uh, he is probably the most physically gifted quarterback in the NFL from a running and throwing standpoint. We'll see the bills use him, uh, just on sweet plays where they've got the running back lead blocking for him um, speaks to what he can do as a runner. And from just athletically, you know, the kind of hits he can take being a guy that's like six, five and what, whatever his two forty something crazy. And yeah, he's got a piss missile for an arm, um, but he can play under control. That's something he's added to his game. And, I mean, we watched, everyone watched the playoff game between the Bills and the Chiefs and just what a performance he put up, getting the ball to Gabriel Davis when the Chiefs were taking away Stephon Diggs. So, yeah, Josh Allen, easy selection for me here at three. All right, number four. And I'm going to go ahead and take Joe Burrow here, the Cincinnati Bengals QB. I think Joe Burrow, uh, we've only seen the beginning of what Joe Burrow can become. 
He's got some great wide receivers around him, and if he gets an offensive line, he's going to be a dangerous guy year in and year out. Um, And that's really what the Bengals needed to do this offseason is draft heavy offensive linemen and get him protected because we would hate to see another Andrew Luck situation and uh, have a career shortened or have Joe, Joe Burrow potentially sign in another location that is not as favorable roster-wise um, as it is in Cincinnati for him. Um, so Joe Burrow going to be my selection. Yeah, excellent choice. He was number five on my board. Um, so we're sticking pretty close to it. And yeah, just a little bit more about Burrow. Um, had a heck of a run this past year. Um, and I would just want to give the kid props because, uh, you know, with I'm not a, I'm notably not a Zach Taylor fan, and I'm interested to see how the Bengals bounce back from a Super Bowl loss because I just don't think they can keep running the same offense. Like Joe Burrow is an excellent deep ball thrower, and Jamal Chase, Jamar Chase is a great contested catch guy. But there's only so many vertical routes, only so many nine routes, only so many 50-50 balls you can throw up and just have that be your offense. And the Bengals did a ton of that, and it worked. Props to them. They made it work. I'd keep running. If people can't stop the go ball, keep running it. God bless you. But uh, I would think teams are going to adjust to a little bit, that a little more this year. And so it'll be interesting to see how Burrow handles that, but he's an excellent escape artist. He can extend plays. So great pick there. Um, I'm going to go with my first over 30 quarterback here, and I'm going to take the back-to-back MVP in Aaron Rodgers. I talked about him as one of the prettiest throwers of the football. Um, it's interesting that both the Chiefs and the Packers basically placed heavy bets on how talented their quarterback is by trading away their top wide receivers and Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams. Um, And it'll be very interesting to see how the Packers do without Devontae. Um, I personally, as a fan of football, I hate to see it um, because the Rodgers-Adams connection was one of the most special ones in football. And the Packers haven't done much to replace him. They signed Sammy Watkins. Um, they drafted Christian Watson, who I said I would not watch a snap of Chiefs football if the <laughs> Chiefs drafted him. So we already know how I feel about that kid. Um, he's physically talented, but I don't see him as a contributor at wide receiver right away. If he is, good for them. Um, but, yeah, Aaron's too good to pass up on here, uh, just the career he's had. And I think he can continue to play at an elite level because he doesn't need to rely on athleticism. as He would use that earlier in his career. He does not need it because um, he's an elite operator from the pocket. He can get the Packers in the right play. He throws on time and with anticipation. Um, and, again, one of the prettiest throwers of the football in the NFL. So you think he's going to be around in four years? I'll take three years of Aaron Rodgers compared to anyone else on this list. 
So if I you think he leaves Green Bay at all? Doesn't matter. He might. He will no. probably. Um, well, oh boy. I, not for the length of this contract. So because he got the extension. So um, not yeah. Yeah. So nope. I'll take Green Bay or Aaron Rodgers if that's for two years. Fine. I got two years of some of the best quarterback play you can ask for. That's right. Uh, for my third selection, I am going to go a little bit out of the box here. And I might be ridiculed for this decision, but we're talking about on-the-field production here. I'm taking Deshaun Watson uh, with my third pick, not because he's a great guy, but because there's no doubt that he is a dynamic playmaking quarterback on the field and he may not play this year with Cleveland heck at this point who knows he may not even play next year with Cleveland Mm -hmm. but with the weapons that that team has he can make a difference with his legs and his arm so we'll see when he actually plays but when he does I think that he in the long haul for the next four years, heck, he may, he may play three of them. He may play two of them. I don't know, but I just think that he's going to be a difference maker for that team. Yeah. Uh, I'm currently adding Deshaun to this list because I'll be honest, I left him off. Uh, just a question of, is he going to play basically for yeah. me? Um, there's no question for me about the talent. I have no qualms about him as a football player. Obviously, there's character character concerns, um, very legitimate, that we have talked about. We don't need to get into that. Um, but as a player, he's certainly a fantastic quarterback. And um, the Texans were obviously an abysmal organization um, with him there. And so if you know he's in the right situation with talent and everything, he could certainly... Uh, help elevate a team like the Browns uh, if he is in fact playing quarterback. Um, but I just I can't see the Browns giving out that contract without them having some kind of information that maybe isn't privy to everyone else at this point. Um, but who knows? Who knows? But yeah, from a talent span- standpoint, I totally get it. Um, yeah, and so for me, that leaves right in line with the number six quarterback on my board, and that is uh, Super Bowl champion Matthew Stafford, uh, who was laid to waste for so long in Detroit. He <laughs> finally goes to Los Angeles, gets one year with Sean McVay, and goes and wins a Super Bowl right off the bat. Um, Rams had some. Good injury luck, um, really only losing their running back. Um, and Stafford did an excellent job with Cooper Cup. And now they're adding Allen Robinson to that team, which, who boy, um, Cup and Robinson will be a heck of a duo out there in LA. And so um, just seeing what Stafford could do this past year with McVeigh, I'm excited to see him there going forward. Um, one of the best arms in the league. Uh, he's going to make some bonehead plays every game. That's just who he is as a quarterback. That's not going to change. 
he's just going to have one of those, you know, screw it. I was going to him pre-snap, and I think I can rifle this one in there still, and it just ends up being some ugly pick. But um, obviously he was able to make a Super Bowl run, so he has enough great plays to offset some of those ugly plays. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take Stafford. All right, for my fourth pick, now it's starting to get a little more difficult. You're kind of getting out there in the weeds with with some of the guys that are left. Um, but looking who's left, uh, again, this might be a questionable, a questionable pick here, but I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence, quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I think with the departure of our great friend and father figure, Urban Meyer, in Jacksonville. <laughs> I just think that Trevor Lawrence under Doug Peterson is going to see some growth this year. Um, Doug Peterson, he coached the Philadelphia Eagles to a Super Bowl with Carson Wentz, none other than, and they won the game with Nick Foles. He formerly coached under Andy Reid, both in Philadelphia and in Kansas City. So there's no secret that Doug Peterson is a good head coach. Um, and I think that he can kind of awaken something in Trevor Lawrence. And so over the next four years, right, I think that Trevor Lawrence can ascend to a very high level. Oh, yeah. I totally agree with you. Uh, Trevor was ninth on my quarterback ranking big board, so totally get it here. Um, he was just in an unfair situation. <laughs> in his first year in Jacksonville, pretty much having to be the adult in the room um, as a first-year quarterback, which is tough, um, especially when you're drafted to be the franchise savior and you're paired with a first-year head coach who had an excellent um, record in college. Um, Obviously, there was a lot of questions him going to the NFL, and those proved to be very valid questions. Um, That did not work out. Um, but just going through yeah. all of that turmoil, uh, your rookie year and like besides the off field stuff, they had on field problems, guys running the same routes, um, just the talent they had. I mean, that's why they had to go freaking raise the wide receiver market and spend what 24 million on Christian Kirk, whatever that number was, something ridiculous, something stupid. so, um, they had to go get Trevor some receiving talent, and who boy did they pay pretty price for it. But yeah, I definitely see the potential with that kid still, and I think getting Doug Peterson there will be great for him. And he's very talented as a passer and a runner, so I'll be excited to see what Doug does with him. Um, this leads me to my number seven quarterback on this list, and. To me, this is kind of the last like singularly talented special quarterback, um, and that is going to be Lamar Jackson. Now, he's he's always going to have limitations as a passer. Right? There's no question about that. He cannot do with the ball even what some of these other guys that we're going to talk about here in a little bit can do as a passer. But what he adds in the run game is just so dynamic and so game-changing. He can take over a game with his legs. Um, And just how he changes the math for defenses 
knowing they have to account for an extra runner, knowing on a passing down that the Ravens might run some kind of quarterback draw that's well blocked out of 11 personnel or, you know, they're in 12 and they run some kind of quarterback sweep and just how he can make guys miss. And he stayed healthy throughout all this. Lamar is great about not taking big hits and that what makes him so successful um, is that he's able to do all this while avoiding just getting punished for being a runner as a quarterback. Um, and obviously the Ravens traded away Marquise Brown um, this offseason to the Cardinals. And so we'll see what they do now in the passing game. Um, it'll be interesting because they still have Greg Roman, who's obviously put together a great running game plan, but they still need to take a step in the passing game going forward. Um, and so hopefully Lamar can take a step forward there, but just knowing what I'm going to get from him on a year to year basis, I'd rather have him over the next four years than the rest of the guys on this list. All right. And then my fifth selection here, uh, kind of surprised this guy fell this low, but for good reason, I'm going to take Kyler Murray, Arizona Cardinals quarterback off here. Um, Murray is kind of a baby as it, as it turns out. Um, (laughs) It appears that he doesn't want to take responsibility for some of the shortcomings in Arizona and, you know, wants to hold out for some mega deal that he's quite frankly, doesn't deserve to get, but there's no talent that he, or there's no question. He's got great arm talent being a dual athlete, baseball and football. He can really sling it. Um, He can use his legs too. He's got great weapons in Hollywood Brown now, and DeAndre Hopkins for the latter part of this year. Um, But Kyler Murray, yeah, I mean, he's not my top selection, but I'd certainly have him over some of the guys that are left. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, great pick. Uh, Kyler's an excellent deep ball thrower. Uh, There's something about short guys, because him and Wilson have – Two of yep. the prettiest like moon balls um in the league. And so yeah, I like the pick. Uh and I think Kyler even is a little bit better of a thrower uh than like Russell, just from an overall standpoint. Like I think Russell probably is a better deep ball, a little more accurate. Um, but as far as pure talent, I think Kyler's a little bit better. So I like that pick. And like you said, he can also contribute as a runner. Um, he's not as talented in Lamar's that area, but he can certainly scoot around. Uh, it takes him. It looks like he's taken about 50 <laughs> steps to get 10 yards with those short little legs. Funny you called him a baby. Cause he, he's a tiny dude. Um, but yeah, no doubt about the talent there. Uh, and that'll be an exciting matchup yeah. week one for the chiefs. Uh, is at Arizona against Kyler Murray. Um, so I get the benefit of taking quarterbacks six, seven, and eight all around my board as I had Lawrence and Murray at nine and ten. And so for my what is the sixth one, two, three, four, yep, sixth selection, um, I am going to go Dak Prescott. Um, 
I think Prescott's reached his ceiling as a player, but I love that ceiling. Uh, he's an on-time thrower. He's very accurate in the pocket. He can work out of the pocket and extend plays, but he very much prefers to operate from the pocket. And he's had the benefit of an excellent offensive line there in Dallas. Obviously, this team just traded away Amari Cooper. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Amari hadn't quite lived up to what they wanted him to be there in Dallas. And so now they'll be going forward with C.D. Lamb um, and Michael Gallup. Yeah, he's still there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the adjustment there. Um, but Dak's very talented. Uh, he could probably stand to have a better head coach than he does right now. So um, Dallas hasn't been able to capitalize these past couple of years, having an excellent offense two years ago and then a top five defense this past year. So it'll be interesting to see how this, this team does going forward because I think anything short of an NFC championship game appearance, uh, Mike McCarthy is gone. Yeah. But um, that will be the fault of Dak Prescott. Yeah, and, of course, Heck, they should have won their playoff game this year, but I don't know what they were doing at the end of that game. It was terrible clock management. Um, yeah, that was a but the final pick. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take Derek Carr, Las Vegas Raiders. If you're looking the next four Ooh. years, look at the guys that he's got on his team. I mean, as of as it stands right now, he's got Darren Waller, who is. Travis Kelsey light. He's got Devonte Adams, arguably the best receiver in the league, and they played together in college, um, back when. So at Fresno State. So I'm not saying. I'm just saying we like to poo-poo the Raiders a lot, just historically speaking, but they've quietly got a, a solid team, and um, I really think that they might be able to make it into the playoffs underneath the division winner of course which will be the Kansas City Chiefs we all know until further notice but uh so yeah the next four years with the final 12th pick I'll take Derek Carr yeah no totally understand it uh he was not in my top 12 the next two guys I had were Russell Wilson and then just to mix it up I put Justin Fields in there uh that dude had a tough first year in Chicago but love the kid's potential. Um, but Derek Carr, certainly, uh, he's kind of the threshold of, like, anything past this, I'm like, eh, I'd rather take a chance with a young kid. Um, like, Kirk Cousins would be, like, next on that list, like, past Derek Carr. <laughs> and, yeah, I'd much rather have Fields for four years than Kirk Cousins. Um, so, but I, you could definitely make an argument for Carr. Uh, he's had a very steady career there in Los in Las Vegas slash Oakland. Um, and yeah, seeing them add Devontae Adams and seeing Josh McDaniels being the head coach there now. It'll be exciting. This this freaking AFC West, man, it's going to give me a heart attack um, with the four quarterbacks they have in that division. So yeah, excited to see what happens. So just to recap, I walked away with Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, Lamar Jackson, and Dak Prescott. I feel pretty fantastic 
about that list. Um, really, the only guy I wanted, wanted that you got uh, would be Burrow, because I knew you were going to take, I mean, I just knew you were going to take Herbert. I didn't have a shot there. So <laughs> Burrow would be the one that I'd be like, I would have taken him instead of Stafford. But, um, and you come away with a solid, solid group of young dudes. Um, you get the benefit of youth probably entering their prime. Herbert, Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, and Derek Carr. So Der- Derek's your kind of old man of the group, and he's not even too old. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty strong quarterback draft. And just to tell you about the state of the league, like, is there a need for quarterback play? After, after 12, it gets kind of like, eh, who do I want? Like I mentioned, my next yeah. two guys were Russell, and I think you know he easily could have gone in the top 12 here. But then it's like, okay, I'm going to take a shot at Justin Fields here. Like, I mean, that tells you kind of like where we are at with elite quarterback play. So, yeah. Yeah, and we know how important quarterback play is to the success or demise of the team. So that's the mock draft for this week. Maybe we'll be back next week with another one. We'll see. Um, but before we go, you know we got to talk about the Kansas City Royals and what's going on at one Royal Drive. Uh, Isaiah, yesterday the Royals went up 6 to nothing in the 8th inning. And um, would you believe it if I told you that they actually ended up losing Absolutely, that game? I'd believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Just a complete and utter implosion of epic proportion to the Minnesota Twins yesterday. And, you know, it's really frustrating to watch this team as it has been all year because if it's not one thing, it's another. And I got to say, you know, they've got until, what's today? Today is May 23rd. They've got until the middle of June to prove to me that they're serious. And if they're not serious, come, say, June 15th, and I'll be the, the 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 one who determines the seriousness level. They got to start trading away pieces. They got to start offloading guys and try and get some some uh, some talent in return that can be used next year or the year after because it's just not working. Um, and prime guys that I'm looking to have shipped out is going to be obviously the heart and soul of the offense, Andrew Benatendi. He's a free agent anyway after this year. Uh, the Royals not likely to retain him, so he's got he's got a major market uh, all over him, uh, in my opinion. So one of those teams on in L.A. or New York will trade for him, I'm sure, if they really want him. Um, Brad Keller, your guy, my Brad dude. Keller, he's a prime candidate to be traded. I mean, he's relatively young. He's got some club control on his contract. Uh, pretty good pitcher. And I've already said we will honor the win total if it is on a, another team instead of the Kansas City Royals. Um, and then, uh, another guy that a lot of people don't think is untouchable, or they think he's untouchable, but I'm saying, I don't know, he may not, you know. Do the Royals ever shop Salvador Perez? Ooh. I'm not advocating. I'm not advocating to trade him. 
um, because he's the heart and soul of that organization. And I think he's a guy that if you get rid of him, uh, you're going to lose the fan base more than you already have. Um, but at the same time, think about the haul that you could get in return for a Hall of Fame catcher. Um, so don't want to see it happen, and that would probably be a, a worst-case scenario for me. But yeah, the Royals, once again, frustrating as always. And as it sits here Monday night, they're playing the Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, they hit three home runs in the first inning, but then proceeded to give up three runs in the bottom of the first. So a back-and-forth game tonight out in Arizona. Losers of uh, 4 so, uh, in and the fourth worst run differential in baseball, your Kansas City Royals. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. Something's got to change. I, they got to... Next up, I would say get rid of the pitching coach, get rid of the head coach, and uh, quite frankly, for everything that general manager, former general manager, now I believe he's director of baseball operations, Dayton Moore, for everything Dayton Moore has done for us since he got here from the Atlanta Braves organization in, I believe, 2006 to present, we won back-to-back American League titles, we won the World Series. For everything that he has done, I think his goodwill has finally run out. Um, And so at the end of this season, I would not be opposed to parting ways with Dayton Moore and getting some fresh ideas, fresh recruiting, fresh scouting. And because what's been going on for the last seven years since we won the title, it just hadn't been working, man. I don't know what else to say. So less Dayton, more wins. Am I right? Do what? I said less Dayton, more wins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, with that, time to get to the final play. And um, I know I told you I was going to talk about Deshaun Watson, but I just remembered about this story that came out of Nashville, Isaiah. Since you're a Titans fan now, you should know all about this. The nasty. Um, so, the Tennessee Titans owner has been pushing for a new stadium to be built in oh, Nashville. Yeah. Nissan Stadium opened in 1999, I believe. Okay, so we're talking the stadium's 23 years old. He wants a new stadium. Says here that the new stadium will cost anywhere between 1.9 and 2.2 billion dollars to build including a roof so it comes out on the twitter machine this week that the owner comes out and says hey we need a new stadium and here's why and i guess i should preface this with there's a little bit of public pushback on a new stadium i believe and uh the owner comes out and he says we need a new stadium this is why because Nissan Stadium has deteriorated so much to the point that it will cost us $1.4 billion to renovate it. That is incredible. How do you let a stadium get to that point? There are some pictures of, uh, I mean, you've been to Nissan Stadium. Uh, The upper deck missing handrails, which I think that might be an OSHA safety concern, if there ever was one. Leaky water pipes. I mean, there's a couple other things, too. Cracked cement everywhere. So, yeah, the new owner says, hey, 
or the owner says, hey, we want a new stadium. This is what it's going to cost for the old one. So you should guys should just give us a new one. That's unbelievable. How about you take care of your own house instead of demanding that the public in this day and age pay for a new stadium? And also, I hope Clark Hunt's listening to this because uh, when the Chiefs <laughs> get that new Arrowhead, yeah, use your private money, bud. We don't want to be using public tax dollars.